When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, Andrew, I wish I had never stopped smoking. How about that? I mean, I keep telling myself I'm going to get in shape, but uh, you're not going to get in shape unless you go out of the house, okay? Got to leave the house. (laughs) Well, and I'm going to be honest with you, I have questions about the moon landing. I think some of it does not check out. You know what? Straight up, that haircut of yours, it's not flattering. It doesn't shape your face well. And I've been sitting on that for 18 whoa, whoa, years. What, <laughs> what is going on here? I left you dudes alone for a minute. What is happening? Uh, what do you mean what's happening, dude? We're dropping truth bombs on each other. That's what's yeah. happening. <laughs> I thought it was oh, obvious. God, no. Are we doing a radical honesty challenge? That's right! What the boom, what the boom? Sometimes I get to thinking about how life is like a hurricane here in Riffburg. You got race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's a riff blur. This is the Grolic Saves the World. My name is Adam Caton Holland. I'm Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. <laughs> yeah. You guys picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're about to be sued by no, Disney, so I hope I it was worth it. it. Just I hope it was worth it. I consulted with a team of attorneys about this intro. <laughs> oh, and they cons- said, it, it falls under parody. It falls under parody. They said wow. change duck to riff and you guys are golden and it will probably be your most listened to episode. So I guess wow. you're welcome preemptively. Thank you. Thank you. Even as much as taking mushrooms, not taking mushrooms. Oh, the Grolix takes mushrooms, but Andrew doesn't take mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben doesn't either really take all that much mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. It said, they said it would approach those numbers. But again, again, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I don't even know what this challenge is because I got to I got to let the listener know. I wasn't here for the conception of this challenge. If you listen to this podcast religiously, you probably heard the last credit sequence from the previous episode. I wasn't there. Um, So I'm sorry for that. I'm sure it was kind of dull and lackluster. But I guess you guys and Ron came up with the next challenge. Is that what happened? Okay. First of all, it was one of the best third acts we've ever done. You we, we've out. been nominated for the third acties it, for it that last one. Fuck. Yeah, we got a third. We're acting. in for the third acties. Yeah, yeah. And of course, with the one without me, the only one without me is not. I know it's fucked up, but there's something about it. They just thought there was like room to breathe. I don't know. Yeah, but. And we hit a stride. Andrew and I were bouncing <laughs> ideas. We were riffing. We weren't afraid. It was a, it was an aggressive game of riff racquetball. Wow. And yeah. It, it was like a it was like a clarinet duet. Yeah. Just we're just going for it. Oh, it's good. I went racquetball. You go clarinet duet. I know because I'm cooler. But uh, and then you cross those rift streams to make a beautiful award-winning third act. Yeah. 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 But we were talking about uh, the challenge for the next episode, and we have a big honking list of challenges. Some challenges the listeners put forth, Patreons put forth. We come up with, they all go onto this massive list that 
producer Ron has on a thick scroll that he unfurls. <laughs> uh, and he has to hold it up to the webcam. It's really inconvenient. But we found one on there. Radical honesty. Oh, Practice radical sick. honesty. And this is this is something I've actually heard of. It's a book. It's a workshop. It's maybe a cult. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> I have never heard of this radical honesty. You've never heard You've of never radical, heard honesty? Of radical honesty? I've heard of honesty. That was this is like the eighties version. Well, this is honesty with hot pink hair, dude. This I think that sounds cool. Cowabunga! I cheated on you. That's what. <laughs> Cowabunga, I cheated on you. Hell yeah. Doesn't that make it better? Doesn't that make it more uh, palatable? Grabs onto the bumper of a passing car and skateboards off. Yeah. yeah, yeah Bro, no. your work ethic is sandbagging this project. <laughs> See? It's, uh, it just feels better. Money for nothing and chicks for free. Radical honesty. Cowabunga, That's what it's all about, I dude. I cheated on you is what the episode <laughs> try it. needs all to I'm be called. All I'm saying is try it next time. <laughs> You sit here, Andrew. You never trot out merch at our shows, and you're just sitting on a treasure trove. Cowabunga, I cheated on you. Andrew Orbital merch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll print that up uh, right away. But uh, I have a friend that is no, uh, very involved. Well, for the sake of the podcast, let's say I do. Wow, uh, Adam's already If we're being so-called radically honest. Just we haven't say, even started Just yet. say you read this. <laughs> No, I have a friend who's very involved in the radical honesty movement. I say friend, but they kind of uh, ghosted out of me. So you actually, you were right, Adam. I guess uh, I don't have this friend, but <laughs> I'll, t- I'll detract my claws. What wh- what's what is this? Tell me more about it. Yeah, this is what I know about it. It is, as I said, I I know it's a book and a workshop. They do these workshops everywhere. Um, here are the core principles of radical honesty. I don't know these by heart. I had to uh, look them up here. Uh, these are the the core principles of what radical honesty is. One, lying is the primary cause of suffering. Two. Living honesty is the antidote to lying and the root of its power is in distinguishing noticing from thinking. Distinguishing noticing from thinking. Three. Don't worry, there's not a quiz on these. Three. You can only notice in the moment. And you can only notice three categories of things. Sensations, thoughts, and your external surroundings. Four. Sharing honestly what you notice frees you from the suffering caused by attachment to lying, withholding, phoniness, and ideals. Five, there's only six, don't panic. Five, sharing honestly what you notice also deepens love, connection, understanding, and forgiveness. And then in parentheses, eventually, six, <laughs> radical. <laughs> That's what it says. After 11 years of everyone thinking you're um, an asshole. Eventually, <laughs> down the road. Uh, six, radical honesty is a living, walking, talking out loud meditation that moves you from reactivity to being the creator of your own Life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those are the tenets. I love of that this radical podcast honesty. allows us to try on bullshit one week at a time. Let's try. Yeah, these like self help. I'll say this. This immediately triggers some alarms with me. As someone who went to a a little, I don't know what to call it. I don't want to get a sued. Let's call it the Sandmark Quorum, so I cannot be sued. Uh, I did the Sandmark Quorum, which is absolutely a pyramid scheme of like self-help nihilism. Um, it's I don't, like I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. Well, Truly. good. Then their lawyers won't either. Okay. Uh, they because they are incredibly litigious yep. when people make these uh, infer- inferences into 
into how they operate. But I know what he's talking about, and I'm glad we're avoiding it. Yeah, it's a self-help uh, kind of workshop. But once you're in there, you're like, oh, this is just like a scheme to to make more money. Kind of. Is Andrew a Scientologist? Uh, wouldn't I have a showbiz career if I was a Scientologist? Think it through, Adam. Yeah. How come yeah. we're not more famous? <laughs> he's, well, he's only a second level Thetan. He hasn't paid the money to get to the. Third yeah, level. I haven't. You, uh, you have to work to get the money. I'm progress. still driving driving the bus. Yeah. So you're skeptical. Um, you're skeptical so this, because of this. This radical honesty stuff, it's pinging my bullshit Amway self-help cult radar pretty hard. And one of the ads for radical honesty, it said, wouldn't it be nice if everyone told the truth? That's that kind of fucking culty language. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, this is so manipulative. Yeah, we've all been lied to. We've all been tricked or betrayed. So when you see that, you're like... Oh, yeah, that would be nice if everyone told the truth, but it's uh, we'll, we'll get into it. But for this challenge, we're going to we're going to dip our toes into radical honesty for a week. OK, well, I'm already very nervous. And if my ex-wife is listening to this, she's laughing so hard right now because she knows that I have a lot of trouble. Crystal's a third it. actor. She's not even going to listen to the second half. Yeah, she oh, skips yeah, she first does. and second she act. Does. She's just here for the plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Where she just wants to know where she can catch Andrew and my Andrew shows. and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate this idea. This terrifies me. We haven't even me. done it yet. I know, but it scares me. I mean, it, what I've always thought about radical honesty when I've read about it is that people's interpretation of it is I'm free to be a fucking asshole to everybody That's what I'm picking me. up. That's exactly what I'm picking up. Off and we're this. already huge assholes to each other, so I don't even know how this is going to change That's anything. That's why you get a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you know like how much I've told you both that I think you're talented? Does that mean I have to retract that now? Does that mean I have to pull back? And- ben, you've never ben, told I me thought that. What you just it was funny. To. Ben, I, like, I, thought, I thought that riff was funny. Andrew, I thought that I was funny. meant to tell you that. Adam, I meant to tell you I think your stuff is biting and cutting edge and all of that stuff. I meant to say that. I agree with Ben. I, f- I feel like it's it gives this is just sounding like license to be an asshole. Like, sorry, radically honest. You know, I want to say this dickish thing. To me, it sounds like when someone comes up to you after a show and is like, Hey, uh, this might sound racist, but it's not. And then, boom! Here's the racist thing. Like you're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like radical honest. Those people are Co- radically honest, Co- dude. Code word for uh, I'm be an <laughs> that's what it sounds. I like don't to think me. that's what it's about. Again, we have the the core principles, but there's a few things uh, just to keep in mind. When something comes in your head, try to try to realize: is this? Am I noticing this, or am I thinking this? And if you are. Uh, thinking it, is it like, am I being honest about this? Is this true? And if it's not true, why is it not true? Just kind of, it's. A, I think it's kind of a, a constant process of, of self-examination on what your brain is processing and then what you're choosing to put out in the world. Okay, so no lying for a week. Yes, but I think I think also no lying to ourselves. Yes, totally. I think that but is that's the, the person the I crucial. love to lie to the most. <laughs> I think that's the big part ben. of what this is. I have a huge penis. I'm an Benjamin. amazing athlete. My Benjamin. art is, is Get it out in the first the half. Get it yeah. out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is there anything else you <laughs> you just the any other lies you need to expunge? <laughs> well, I'm noticing 
that this is a bad challenge and I'm thinking I shouldn't let you guys come up with challenges with Ron again. <laughs> that well, is so we'll find good. out at the, by the end of the episode. Adam, so good. <laughs> You're doing it, Adam. <laughs> also, I would propose when we, when we come back in a week, let's uh, continue that radical honesty through the second half. Oh, in the show? Yeah. Okay. We have to be honest that's, about our that's feeling. a challenge. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm down. holding back some shit right now. Are you Adam. really? Yeah. We could take a break. If you need to go, just go. <laughs> it's a wall of shit. <laughs> um, we'll be back was... after a word from our sponsors, Encyclopedia Britannica. Thank you for listening to the Grolic Saves the World. Andrew, I'm going to tell you, honestly, that was very funny. And you know I'm oh, being truthful. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Adam, your tag, I found it got lost in the mix. Did it? And, yeah. And uh, Well, to be honest, I was looking at Twitter on another screen. <laughs> wow. This is already disastrous. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's listen to some live stand-up comedy from our live show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. Radical honesty. I'm tired of Ben's. I, I think you should punch it up or change it or, or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, let's chop it up a little bit. Let's let's break this monotony up with a little bit of live stand up comedy uh, from our live Grolic show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the now world famous Bug Theater. Uh, as always, we recommend you get your tickets now. They go very quickly. Uh, this comic that we're going to play for you now, so funny, been crushing all over Colorado, and we have no doubt you're going to be hearing a lot more about this person uh, nationally in the future. So everybody, please uh, enjoy Salma Zaki. And when we return, oh, get ready. The air raid sirens are going. Truth bombs are coming in. Stay tuned. That was better, uh, though. Ten, ten that was better. Who is this fresh-faced intern at the company? <laughs> He's got leadership qualities. Well, we'll be back. Uh, okay, stay tuned. <laughs> I am unemployed. I'm unemployed, and it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's cool. Uh, I, I know what I want, though. I want just, I just want to, you know, work from home because I don't want to have to show any personality. Like, I don't want to socialize, you know? Like, I feel so bad. Like, some companies really overdo it. Like, I saw at Starbucks, they had this sign that was like, it was like, meet your barista. Ask them what their favorite movie is. And the lady in front of me actually did, and the barista just goes, nope. <laughs> Not today. Not today, ma'am. <laughs> I was like, that's the right answer. <laughs> like, that is... No one should ever have to say anything about themselves, you know? Like, if I worked there, I would make it so dark. I would change the chalkboard to be like, meet your barista, ask them how they would kill themselves. <laughs> and then I would have two tip jars, one for toaster in the bathtub, <laughs> the other for oncoming traffic. <laughs> Which one's it gonna be? I have to dance so it's less sad. Uh, <laughs> I worked in a stupid, uh, you know, marketing firm, and I hated it. Everyone sucked, and uh, I, <laughs> we always did the fucking icebreaker games. Like, we did that all the time, you know? A big one we did was two truths and a lie, right? We know about this, two truths and a lie. I would always tell three lies, because <laughs> I don't want anyone knowing anything about me. <laughs> so I'd be like, I love my job. 
I love my coworkers, and I've never masturbated in the communal bathroom. <laughs> that one's for you, Susan, my boss. <laughs> I liked when she was in the stall next to me. I fucking like that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World, but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shoutouts, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. Okay, one of you is going to have to talk. Well, I don't. Ben, why don't, you, why don't you start it out, dog? Oh, I don't usually start this out. You guys usually say it's not wasn't my challenge. Andrew, you want to want to jump in? My my mic was muted. No thanks. Fine, I'll go. Um, <laughs> we're we are back <laughs> uh, through the magic of podcasting. Although I honestly think it's it's science. It's not magic. Um, <laughs> It is a week later, and uh, we've done the challenge of being radically honest. 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 Did we? Did we do the challenge? I shouldn't even say. I didn't even say. Did fuck? Did you do it, Ben? Did Andrew? Did you do it? Um, sort of. Andrew, what do you think? I tried it. Radical honesty. Can we just take a walk? It's such a nice day out. Why do we have to record everything? Let's just be friends and and go for a walk. Well, because it's a podcast. Adam. I'm going to be honest with you both. This could have been one of the hardest challenges. Radical shit is, dude. That's what makes it radical. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. <laughs> How about we turn off the radical honesty and we go back to our just trying to be honest when it feels like it's beneficial for everybody involved. Radical honesty, I second that and love that. It, this is like walking through the world, someone's blasting an earnestness horn the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> you know I can't exist like that comfortably. We can't get supplies across the bridge to Rift City when the drawbridge is always When up. the earnestness horn is being blasted at that high a volume for that long, all the ships stop activity. They don't unload cargo crates. Nothing gets done. It's, a, it's an emergency alert. It turns into a Waco siege and I'm inside with my dozens of lie wives, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to protect a way of life. And you guys are out there. It's an incredible analogy. I want you to keep yeah, going. You're blasting it, trying to get me to come out. You said, we know you're in there with your lies, Ben. I say I'm allowed to have as many lies as I want. Because we're not legally married. Andrew and I, we are some of the top <laughs> hostage negotiators, and we're good at our job. And we are blasting fucking music. Andrew's on the phone with you. We got pizzas coming. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're bluffing about a Do I want to start helicopter. a fire in your compound? No, but will I? 
Absolutely. <laughs> if it gets you out, yes. See, and isn't it good to not be honest and go down the road of a bad riff and not know where it's going to end up Thank and just you be guys. free? Thank you, just guys. We ended up you. in dipshit cul-de-sac. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> One of those fucking kids ollied on my foot, broke my goddamn ankle. Oh, my God. Dipshit well, cul-de-sac. Well, how did it go? How was a week of radical honesty? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? I mean, Adam... I'll be radically you, honest. I don't, but I will. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. And, I, and I'm not trying to be... Uh, arrogant here in the least but i think i'm having done this for a week i think i'm pretty radically honest in the way that i go about things i don't think i hold back a lot of thoughts and i think i am pretty honest with myself because i mean i was on a vacation with my family in san francisco this most of this week and Mm -hmm. i was trying to clumsily navigate through radical honesty the first couple of days and so, honestly, it just amounted to oversharing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like saying shit that no one needed to hear or, or, or sharing thoughts that should have been just private thoughts for me. And I think all that is is like I got a good edit button in my head. And I know, and I know which thoughts to keep inside and I know which thoughts to put out and when they're necessary. So I'll give you an example of an overshare that was kind of just fell on its face. Like we got sandwiches from some takeout place and we're eating them and they're two halves and they're huge. And I eat one half and I thought, and I said out loud, maybe I'll save this second half for dinner or something like that. I said that and Katie's like, fine. And then I had this thought, which I often have. And and in my head, I'm thinking, you know how just thoughts cascade. I'm thinking, well, will that be enough? You know, sure, it's enough. You've had this big half of a sandwich. I'm having this like talk in my head. And I shared this fact, which is really weird, but I always think about this. Like, I've read so many Holocaust memoirs, like Night by Eli Wiesel and The the Meaning of Life by Viktor Frankl. And I always am obsessed with just the fact about like they're they're in the Holocaust and they'll squirrel away a little morsel of bread, a crumb of bread. And they always talk about food in these books. And they'll you know, try to savor this morsel of bread and take a little nibble, put it in their mouth for an hour, just trying to like draw out as far as this morsel of bread can go for sustenance, for an enjoyment of the food. And in my head, I thought like, oh, well, those people, that you know, they, they're, they can exist and survive off of that. Surely I can put this sandwich away for the second half later. I had that thought, and I just shared that thought. And Katie was like... <laughs> Hey, if Holocaust wow. victims can do it, so can I. Because you tuck the sandwich into know, your bag. It, it, totally. And it, but it was just a thought I had about like food consumption and how people can survive off of nothing and the the lengths people have gone to with no food. Just a dumb thought I had in my head that I and, shared. And see, I love this. I love that <laughs> radical honesty allowed you to create a bridge from a dad in the U.S. San Francisco. And, <laughs> taking his two kids <laughs> To San Francisco amongst uh, uh, the plentitude of American opulence, find a bridge 
to the Holocaust. And I appreciate you being able Besides to Besides the that. bridge of my ancestors <laughs> actually being in it. But yeah, thanks, Ben. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> radical honesty. And this is what I like. Well, though, that would be sarcasm. Um, but uh, point Radical being, sarcasm. That's our workshop, which we will be taking to the Carlton Hotel in the Stapleton Events Complex this weekend. <laughs> you can get your tickets now. Those are going to go on sale this weekend. And I got to tell you, this radical sarcasm has changed my life. I've lost 15 pounds. It, it, it's crazy. Uh, no, but look, wait a second. So, so point, point being, there was a wild misfire on radical honesty and not understanding the parameters of it. But I was just like, here's a thought I'm having. Guess I'll share. I would never have shared that thought. After you did that, were you radically honest with yourself that you don't understand what radical honesty is? (laughs) (laughs) That's what should have followed that. I mean, it certainly amended my approach after that. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I agree, but I think you lie to yourself at times or you or you pump yourself up to keep your ego afloat. I think anybody in the arts does. Exactly. We all have to. Um, I don't think stand-up comedy would survive its first year if we were totally honest. There'd be no comics because you would. Oh my god! You have to believe you're better than you are. You have to dilute yourself to. But you were radically honest with me in small ways. We were working together. We've been writing a project together, and I was picking at my neck. Now, dude, I had a pimple. I was very insecure dude. about on my neck, and. Boy, did and as we Adam, all know, picking at them makes them go away. Well, for sure. I and we're on a fucking we're <laughs> on a Google Meet. We're on a Google Meet, so that my entire computer screen is filled with Ben's head, and he is just picking and picking <laughs> and picking at something on his neck. And and yeah, go ahead, Ben. And Adam goes, dude. You have to stop picking at that thing on your neck. It's all I can see, and it's driving me crazy. And I was like, it made me so insecure about it. You didn't have to say that. I, that's You're not telling the whole story. I held out for five minutes thinking I might stop. Yeah. Thinking, like, whatever, we all have our little weird ticks. Fine. It's but not I mean, a weird it, tick. I don't pick at my skin all the time. It was just there that well, day. If, I, if someone had a booger and was grabbing at it for a second, I'd let them grab at it and hope they finished and move on but it kept fucking going <laughs> i had to say something it became it the work. thing i was doing while i was thinking i realized yes. like yes. it was i was touching it because i was like we were you know like andrew always strokes his chin whiskers you and know, i do whatever. radically yeah. honest i'd like to point out there's a difference between stroking one's chin and picking at a zit on your neck on a <laughs> phone call ouch ouch i'm glad wow. i'm glad S- still honest about it I really do think I do a decent job of it. And if I'm omitting things, I think it's because I'm trying to smooth the situation over. For example, if you're in a car like we were with a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they're flipping out and it's tense and your wife is upset because that's a shitty situation, am I to chime in right then and be like, I too am also frustrated. This sucks hard. Like, it's so silly. Or should should I just shut my mouth and be like, all right, let's get this toy from the other one that they're bickering about and try to, like, there's situations where radical honesty helps nothing Yeah, well, are you being honest with yourself, though? If I was being honest with myself, I'd throw myself out of the car in that moment and, like, come back five minutes later. Were there any points where you felt like you were radically honest uh, with yourself about uh, something? I I, want to share this, and I want to almost earnestness horn it because you guys are going to mock my first 
world opulence and my vacation and blah, 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 blah. But it was okay. Ellis. <laughs> Ellis is about to turn two. And I'm telling you, he's gifted because he's already terrible. He's just like tantruming out of control. And this trip was fucking hard. Traveling with a four year old and a two year old is hard. Say, I don't know what we were thinking. San Francisco is a big, difficult city to navigate. Parking's hard. It's a grown up. It's a grown up city. It's a not grown a up city. city. And, and the reason we went is because Katie and I have been there four times together, or something like that. It's one of our favorite cities. We've had very great formative trips together, romantic trips. We love San Francisco. It's a Hell beloved yeah. city, and so in, in our narrative. And so we took the kids. And we've traveled with them before, but now Ellis is this real person who's opinionated and difficult and a tantruming two-year-old. And the trip was just fucking hard. And it was great. I'm glad we did it, but like it was exhausting. And I, like maybe a day or two in, I think Katie and I were finding ourselves like sad for some reason. So Katie and I, Katie was cognizant of this challenge. I always share them with her. She she loves the pod and and listens. And I was telling her that, you know, that we're doing radical honesty. So we would start prefacing sentences by being like, radical honesty, I'm thinking this. And maybe on day two of a four-day vacation, we sort of radical honesty we're we're mourning the lives we once had. <laughs> like, we're adults yeah. now with children. We chose this. It's a blessing. I wouldn't choose any other way. But like, fuck, I really want to get up at 9 a.m. with you and walk and find a coffee shop and go out to a bar that night and get a dinner and go to a bookstore and do the cool things we used to do before. And we're like, we don't get to do that anymore. We are beholden to these kids. And maybe in a few years, it'll get to a babysitter. Right. Right. And, and or just let so it Malcolm just, watch Alice. I mean, it just it, became, leave them in it, the hotel room. The door locks. It's fine. He can't even reach the fucking handle, dude. What are they going to do? Though. He's a little MacGyver. <laughs> So it just, I think, and that honestly helped the trip because like halfway through, we're just like, well, radically honest, we're parents, suck it up. This is great. Let's experience it as the kids are experiencing it and stop expecting our, our past experience. Yeah, that made me sad, you talking about it. I hated that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah, and I bet you guys know that feeling as parents. Yeah. And, and it was the first time we'd encountered it together so hard. I think other trips we'd taken, Ellis was just a little blob you put in a car seat and he didn't really protest as much and... Malcolm is kind of old enough to be down to. Yeah, do I shit. think some cities magnify it too, like New York, San Francisco. Right. You bring kids there, you're like, oh, but whoops, sorry, this was a fun adult Navig city. Yeah. My bad. Totally, I'll, totally. I'll leave. You guys, you two year old and four year old, don't want to stand on a hill and wistfully look at the fog rolling in on that beautiful <laughs> harbor together. Like it is an adult city. It's not filled with like kid shit, and there's a lot of hills. We yeah. have plenty to do. Cable cars. Alcatraz, the Exploratorium. There's plenty for kids. Two-year-olds love, uh, you know, fully shut down prisons. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what gets them hot. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good, I love that honesty, but probably made it easier to tolerate afterwards. I think, I think without this radically honest challenge, we would have just sort of felt this sadness hanging over the trip and not <clears throat> gotten to the bottom of what it was so quickly by talking about it. Also, when you're on a vacation with a partner, you want to be like, this is great. This is great. And not share. I'm feeling stressed and exhausted. And this is kind of shitty a lot of the time. But I did share that because of the challenge. Radical and honesty, it, Adam. Um, your your part of recounting this act two of what you did, I found some of it funny and I found some of it boring. 
So uh, I appreciate all of that. I <laughs> radically honestly think I've talked too much already, and I'd like to move on to Ben and Andrew's radically honest experience. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, Andrew, should we talk? Should we go? Should we go? I We could probably combine both of ours. Yeah, we could. I... I feel like, though, I had a different experience with this in that I thought it was a bit more internal and less about, like, I'm going to tell people exactly what I'm feeling. It was more like, why am I telling people this is what I'm feeling or how am I telling people this is what I'm feeling? I kind of had a more, like, internalized. Uh, I did a little of the telling other people what I was feeling, (laughs) as you might know, Ben. (laughs) But... uh, Should we talk about it? Let's just talk about it and we can kind Yeah, we of... could we could talk about it. Ben and I did this was uh instead of going to San Francisco, Ben and I took a trip together <laughs> to uh Bummertown? <laughs> to Bummertown. To we we had a we had a um what would you even categorize it as? A, a quarrel. A quarrel. Day one. Day one. I think we had just hung We up. had a fight. This was Ben and I's third fight, I realized. The first time we got in a fight was when I called Ben out on social media for not voting, which was an absolute shitbag thing to do. Oh, yeah. That was a disaster. That was lame of me, and we and we had to resolve that. The second fight we ever had was on the set of Those Who Can't when Ben wasn't pulling his stunts. And that was a shitbag move of me. So we were one-to-one on that So one. we were one-to-one. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got into a fight. Uh, the, the specifics of the fight are unimportant. It was just uh, a disagreement between us. Basically, we, we got into an argument about comedy industry and and where it's going and uh, you know right decisions to make with one's career and whatnot uh stuff that's personal and important to all of us yes but it, it was in the group thread so ron and i were both privy to it uh and we could and, and we could see it these guys were going at yes. each other and ron and adam were d- desperately trying to kind of referee it and uh to kind of no avail but yeah we were but just ron and adam were saying stop texting call each other. Yeah, exactly. Refereeing. Like you were trying to put a stop to it is what I meant. Yes. I mean, Ron was full out refereeing. Like he was trying to. Well, Ron has a night job at Lady Foot Locker. He can't help it. That's how yeah. he's, he's wearing a shirt. <laughs> the no, graveyard uh, shift of Lady Footlocker, you wouldn't think would be that busy, but they do. They do. Andrew, well, they know Ron's there, the and he's a traffic. charming salesman. He works on commission. He's the only salesman brave enough to work on commission because he crushes 3 it. 3 a.m. Lady Footlocker, <laughs> Ron right, Six right, is a referee. Right. Ron's Ron moving units. Earnestness horn. Because this Lady Footlocker thing is, is ripe. There are a lot of fruit hanging off that tree, and I can see it going. I want to sound the earnestness horn because I want to say, Andrew, you mentioned it in the uh, eulogies for the living episode. You and I, out of the four of us, butt heads, I would say, the most. Um, Like, for whatever reason, our communication styles. And I'm I'm an admittedly a confrontational person. I I have a very aggressive burn-it-all-down mentality that's like if if i'm upset about something and something reaches a point i'll just i'll be like fuck this i don't fucking need this i just lose my shit and i think um and i have kind of a hard line intractable like this is my position and i will not move on it so it was kind of a uh, a firestorm versus a a wall conversation we I were think having you both just identified your that very well that's that's self-aware for both of you well i and i think like we got into this argument and what ends up happening is that andrew 
expresses his point and then I I express mine and then we go back and forth and then it turns into I'm petty. Like I become like I'm just going to say hurtful shit because my feelings are hurt. Uh, so we got after each other for, I don't know, three days. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's a bad text thread when like I try to chime in with nonsense to stop it. Like I'll send a, a nonsense thing to try to like change the direction of the riff and you guys were like out of the way nonsense back to tearing each other apart i was like oh fuck they're going for the going at each other radical honesty why do you think we fight easily i think because of how i just said it we just have two pers- strong personality types that are uh that kind of feed each other like i'm not moving in my stance and you're like the, this like furious storm against it. And I think that they uh, can work each other up. Um, also, I think I have this problem where I think I know your communication style, Ben. And I'm like, I, I'm going to give it to Ben kind of like straight talk. Cause I know he appreciates that. And uh, I think that sometimes you, that's not how you want to hear it. And I'm not good at no, giving it. I think I have a very fragile ego. Like, being honest with myself, I'm always worried I'm being perceived as something that I'm not. That I'm, like, uh, I didn't do well in school, so I'm always super sensitive that people view me as unintelligent. Uh, And I'm always worried that I'm viewed as jockey or a bro. I hate certain types of comics that I could, because I like jujitsu or I have tattoos, that I could be aligned with ideologically that I am not that. Like I, I, you know, and so I get very sensitive about that. And then in an effort to not be that, I become that. You know what I mean? I I think that's really well put. I think that's, I'm curious, Andrew, if you, know why you are intractable in your views some point why you're just like nope digging in do you kind of know why you are that type of person or or not really you're just that type of person i don't i think it probably stems from like when you tell yourself like i'm right about this and then once you can convince yourself that you're right about something even if you're not just kind of digging your heels in and being like i'm right about this and why would i move from this position when I know slash have convinced myself that I'm, that I'm right. Producer Ron just put in the chat one word. You just put Christianity. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's growing up Christian and and thinking that uh, despite being the opposite of Christian now, yeah, maybe it is growing up thinking you have, the answers to Christianity uh, tells you that you have the answers to the universe's creation and the afterlife, like huge, huge mysteries are instantly solved for you when, when you embrace Christianity, which could probably change your mindset. Yeah, It could be, but Andrew is very passionate, very principled. I also think with this particular argument we got into, it strikes at things that are very near and dear to you things that you are protecting because they are the most valuable things uh, to you. Yeah, and, and kind of long story short, to circle back to this radical honesty, in in examining that in the cold silence of our friendship for about 12 hours, uh, when, it was when there longer. was no we texting of anyone. Day. That, that text it was, went dead it silent. Was a, it was a while, and 
It was kind of lucky that we had this challenge. I although was we were trying away to sandwiches in San Francisco, yeah. so I was I was busy. <laughs> Adam was building his own. You were hiding uh, your twenty two dollars sandwich under the mattress <laughs> in the Marriott. Can't let the guards find it. But <laughs> but I it was I mean we were weaponizing this challenge. Ben and I like radical honestly colon shitbag oh, comment. No 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 no. For- let's step back, Andrew. That's n- let's place the blame. Where it is. Producer Ron started with <laughs> radical honesty, blah, 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 as, blah, a, yeah. as a template in the text thread. Producer yes, Ron. Yes. And that. we, well, we were weaponizing it, but I'm very glad that we were doing this challenge when, when this happened. I don't think this challenge caused that conversation or that blow up at yeah. all. I think that that could have easily happened anyway. No, there was, it was other factors. But it was, I was glad that we were doing this challenge because I had that time to kind of internalize it and, and kind of come around to like what what I was actually angry about were all of these other factors. So many so many other things that I was frustrated with or or fed up with or had I'd been resentful of. And then as soon as I had this little narrow crack uh, to open it up at Ben, they kind of get like laser blasted out and i realized through like doing the challenge in rift city when the bridge is like temporarily in between earnest and, and you're up there sniping yeah, people yes sniping. <laughs> I, I, but this was like i realized that this is a big problem for me where i do this where i just keep the anger or resentment in me and then all it, and then it just it waits there until one of these cracks presents itself where it's like oh i can be angry at this but then it's the person is getting unfair amounts of like other stored up resentments and, and emotion instead of me just addressing the the one thing that we're talking about it's also like all of this other stuff getting sucked in exactly i felt the same way and i don't i didn't just do it with you i i can look at different times in my life where i've done it i'm like oh that's just like not fair to that person a question for you and i have two more questions because this is fascinating but do you think Ben is a safe enough and a good enough friend that you're like, I can unload on this dude? It's a safe space. I do. I think, like I said, I think I, I, I'm I, like, Ben appreciates this style of communication, which I don't. It's like Ben is an outspoken person, but I don't know if that necessarily means he wants to be outspoken back to. I think that uh, just because a person communicates in one style does not mean that's how they want to be. That's how they listen. Just because you talk in a certain way, that doesn't mean that's how you hear things. Yeah. And, and I definitely think like with, uh, what, with Andrew, what I've noticed is that we both kind of came to that realization that we feel like we can talk to each other like that, but that uh, it isn't healthy. I think radical honesty works and we used it in the second part of the argument. We both like led with, I want you to know I love you. Like yeah, yeah. I, and I understand why you're saying this. Uh, and Andrew reiterated the same thing. And that I think of you like a brother. I can talk to you like this. There are a few people in my life that we can argue back and forth like that. Yeah, um, and also that I would feel that strongly about something in a way that I would communicate it that way to them. I didn't communicate the right way because I got on in the defensive mode so fast that I wasn't even able to like. Same. <laughs> let me explain myself. Instead, it became like, 
all right, uh, shields up and and we'll just stab at each other for, <laughs> for a while. Like, Dude, it was a fucking, we were, it was talking heads screaming at each other on cable news. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but we've, the thing is, is that like um, when I was talking to uh, a friend about it who knows us very well, I'll just say it. It's my ex-wife and I'm codependent. Um, like <laughs> she won't hear uh, it. She's a third actor. She won't hear yeah, it. Yeah, she won't yeah. hear it. Uh, yeah. She was like, "Oh yeah, well you guys do that." Like she was just <laughs> like, "You and Andrew do that. That's what you do. Like you kind of just draw swords and you're like, ah! and then we like beat on each other for a while, and then it's like, I love you, dude. I'm sorry. I I, I shouldn't have uh, I shouldn't have stabbed you like that. And um, but I do think we could probably avoid a lot of that. If we were just honest with ourselves, like we were in the back half of that argument where we were, where after we apologized and said nice things, we were honest about what led to that, how we were feeling our own insecurities. I was insecure about this, and that's why I felt so defensive. And Andrew, and- Andrew it's passionate for him, <sighs> you know, um, it's also very hard in the moment where you feel a swell of a strong emotion to be like, I'm going to internalize this and I'm going to separate these into all of these like neat boxes so that I can then output this like very. It's not how humans are. Moderated response. Like, that's just, I think that that would take a lot of training. Which is why I've signed up for Radical Honesty 101. Just kidding. I well, listen, not. that's uh, all but, the time we have. Join our Patreon if you want to know what they were beefing about. Yeah. We'll get the juicy <laughs> details out. We can dish. It's a hard decision to know whether or not to kick Adam out. And we disagree <laughs> on how to tell That's him. what we were chatting. <laughs> it's like, how do you tell someone so fragile and so stuck he's clinging to the side of this ship? <laughs> And uh, it's, it's hard. It know. reminds me of how people in concentration camps would squirrel away fabric and <laughs> buttons. And- <laughs> oh, my God. But it was I was I was happy for this challenge. I was happy to have that that reason for looking. Yeah. Inward. You know what? I wanted to say this is that this argument did not come about because of this challenge. This no. argument came up because of a, a very separate situation. It was just fortuitous. That it happened to come out when we were doing this challenge. And the definitely that after that day of sitting in silence where we let the text thread go cool and let the turbines of, of Rip let City. Let the magma power harden into black <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a radical honesty, Andrew. You're the funniest person on this podcast. Uh, anybody who listens knows. Uh, I'm glad you said that while Adam had a big mouthful of water so he couldn't couldn't respond I got another screen up I saw something funny on Facebook Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I, I think that this challenge or just keeping in mind to try to uh, focus in on your feelings and what parts of your body react cuz mine is in my stomach it's i feel it in i feel i feel it in my chest i get hot in my chest when i feel like attacked or defensive i get and so like feeling that welling up and then trying to stop and be honest with myself not with other people as to why i feel like that i think is a great 
part of this. I think that that is something that I took from this noticing rather than thinking yeah even pausing even a matter of seconds for for that kind of process i think is huge in avoiding miscommunications also incredibly hard to do yeah like like uh letting go you feel the the, you feel the emotion coming and it's tough the interesting thing about this is that deception is like a survival mechanism and a social mechanism in a lot of animals not even human beings it's like part of life like yeah uh, even like small deceptions so it's kind of interesting um that this radical honesty purports to want to kind of like purge them from human life when there are times to be tactful which can often be seen as like subtly dishonest it's like oh you know you're talking about that orangutan that stole your wallet (laughs) that was fucked up dude (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know how we got there but i love that uh, it's like somebody coming out of the bathroom with toilet paper on their shoe. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna just point it out right then, like or radically, they, they honestly. Come out and you're on a private jet, and it's hanging out <laughs> so of the back. I was literally, of their I was literally gonna, <laughs> I was gonna tell that story. And join our Patreon, and we'll dish which Hollywood celeb had toilet paper on their shoe on a private jet. No, it was coming out of the back of their pants, and the three of us said nothing. <laughs> That's very true. The three of us just let because this person... I, it's just like they'll figure it out, but then. It's like, I don't know. I think that's the polite move. I think it's instead of embarrassing them on a plane. Well, what's crazy is I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to embarrass them. And instead, I let them walk around with this cotton tail (laughs) hanging out. That's embarrassing them far more. Well, they already took a terrible dump on a tiny private plane. They'd already embarrassed themselves. They ruined the plane for everyone. I think the lesson here is tell people when they have something in their teeth. Yeah, I, 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 I do think that while I don't believe that I will, uh, let's get to this. Let's get to the end of the challenge here. Thank God. Adam, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, say radical just, honesty I've got a lot of cool it. stuff going on online right now. Adam's got to plan his next family vacation to Mount Rushmore. Enjoy it. <laughs> the kids are going to love it. <laughs> come <Scary. man>. <laughs> <laughs> That was was the perfect expression. Uh, um, Okay, so let's go around. Let's ask the question. A, does this make the world a better place? And B, will you continue doing this? Adam, what do you think? I think, uh, yeah, this does make the world a better place when done by sensitive people. I feel like you could use this doctrine as a way to be like, I'm an asshole and everyone's got to hear it. So, like, if you're smart enough to get your head out of that thinking, sure, then this could be useful. I don't think I would have shared with Katie that I was feeling sort of down in a way I couldn't explain as quickly as I did had I not been doing this challenge. And there's no reason to because she was feeling the exact same way. So you just like, oh, you could cut out a day or two of sort of like trying to pretend something is the way it was when it wasn't that way. So it was really helpful that way. I think that's so cool, too, that you two did that, because I think that a huge amount of couples don't do that. They have a terrible vacation, and they're both kind of resenting uh, these realities. Did you have a conversation with each other about about reframing vacations now? Maybe. I mean, I think we just had a sort of... And I, I agree because I was feeling the same impulses that I think any partner feels, which is like, we've been looking forward to this. 
this is like a thing that the whole what we really want to do. Just grin and bear it. Like put on a happy face. It's, it's great. It's great. What everything's great. But it was like no one benefits from that. And she was feeling the exact same fucking way. So I, I'm glad we got to this place. And I, I we didn't like reframe it in real time. It still continued to be hard. But now we just know kind of like, hey, it's a two and a four year old. Yeah, just knowing like, that the other person feels the same way right. is huge. And, and like, and the romance that we'd had in San Francisco before, and those like really fond memories, it, they weren't damaged or, or or anything. It was just like, hey, we were dumb to expect it to be. The and same maybe you're way. a bit more patient when they have a moment, like when your partner has a moment, and you're like, I know what you're going through. I'm feeling that kind of a thing. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and so I'm glad we got there way sooner than we would have. And maybe we wouldn't have said anything. Maybe we would have just been like, yeah, great vacation. I'm exhausted. Kids are hard. But like, it was great. Instead, we're like, next time, let's go to the beach. The kids love the beach. Mount they Rushmore. I'm not going to run Mount Rushmore. It's like Fine, a crazy horse. It's right near it. And it's, not, it's kind of So cool. yeah, I think it's a it's good challenge. Finished. I will continue to do it. It's just a good reminder, especially with your partner, to just let them know what you're feeling and to not overshare about how you much you think about the Holocaust. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, I do think it was a good challenge. Again, we didn't do the workshop. We just kind of dabbled in these, but uh, any kind of like inward dialogue you can have or examination, especially in, when feeling did you inward, say inward dialogue? dialogue. Inward. N-I-N-W-A-R-D. Inward. Inward. It's not appropriate even if it's in your inner dialogue. Jesus fucking You can't use it even if you're saying it to yourself. Internal dialogue. Now Ben and I are on the page. Oh my God. You heard N-word dialogue. I heard N-word dialogue and I was like, I gotta go. This has been the girl in the world. N-W-A was allowed to say it, but you're not. Oh my God. No, no. Internal dialogue. Internal examinations. Uh... And let us only refer to it from here forward as internal dialogue. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. Wow. I guarantee you, everybody listening heard that and they're all laughing at their friggin' desks right now because they heard N word dialogue. Sorry. Uh, Except for the (laughs) listeners who were like, oh, yeah, finally. And you can go ahead and unsubscribe (laughs) from this podcast. There's a lot of podcasts that you'll love more, uh, not ours. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I think that's always a good thing. And I was glad we, we did this challenge. I think that would, Ben and I would have reconciled either way, I, I genuinely think. But it was helpful to be able to apply this and realize, like, oh, here are other cases where I have behaved in this way. Instead of just resolving my issue with Ben without any examination of it, like, sorry, dude, I, I fucked up. I was an asshole. And, you know, it was, like, handy to be like, well... Why are you doing this? What what actually led to this? And you can see how it happens in these other cases. And and Andrew, I argue the apology that you're saying before, like what? I'm sorry, it means nothing without any sort of like self examination. Yeah, I think it. I think it helps to be able to tell the person like this. I think this is why I did this, and it was these factors, and and this and this, and then I think it I it does make 
an apology, uh, more honest and and deep in that way. So I was I was glad that we did this challenge. I would like to continue. I mean, I don't know if I need to brand it with radical honesty, but having that sort of no, brand it with cowabunga, I cheated on. You. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you won't believe what I did last night. Um, <laughs> I broke your trust in one of the most fucked up ways, brah. Uh, <laughs> Dude. Dude, where's my alimony? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it is it is a useful tool and uh, whatever whatever you got to call it to be more honest with yourself. I do think ripples out into being more honest with other people. Well, yeah. call it internal dialogue, please. Bro, I will. Your Good body God. doesn't turn me on anymore. <laughs> people love hearing that. <laughs> Jesus, you've changed. The body I fell in love with just isn't here anymore. <laughs> Gnarly. That's your, that's your chugging uh, about to do. Yeah, um, I I agree. I, I don't know that I would call it radical honesty, but if that's what it, I have to say in my head, you know, be honest with yourself as to why you're hurt. I will. I definitely will continue trying to do that. I do think that radical honesty works. We were talking about how Germans are, are notorious for being very uh, blunt and honest, but that is a societal and for committing the Holocaust. And Adam, Adam, <laughs> anyway. So, am I wrong? So, oh, I'm sorry. Am I wrong? <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, uh, I I think it's a cultural thing, and I think if you were to try to do this. In uh, American culture, uh, that would be very difficult. We're not prepared for that. I think we're also we, incredibly we, reactionary. Yes, so exactly, and we're weaponized. Yes, we. I think Liter- literally have, and figuratively. <laughs> we have to. I think part of the reason why it hasn't taken off as much in the U.S. is that culturally we're just much different. We're we we uh, as impolite as we are we are incredibly concerned about politeness i mean especially in the south oh bless your heart you know oh you are so sweet you know like it's all about being accommodating and sticky sweet so i think we have to do this with more tact in our culture and i definitely will try uh i andrew thinks we would have got over this without it i already carved his name into the butt of my rifle you guys know this. I what wrote an a- honor. <laughs> I, do have, I do have one thought on that. Chuck, no, I like, will continue to do it. And I, I, I will continue important. to do it too. I do wonder societally, you can't just go around being ra- radically honest with strangers because they're going to be like, fuck you. And that's how you get into fights. But like with your friends, with your family, with your circle of people, almost in that sort of act locally, think globally, that sort of filters out. I think with, with the people that you respect and love and, and know, you can practice radical honesty and they exactly. will appreciate you more. If you do it. it to your family, they do it to their friends and their friends. And in six moves, we know it'll get to Kevin Bacon. That's exactly. that's the, that's and then how he's being radically to say honest. To We've yes, got some things you, to say to him. You choose too many roles <laughs> nah, and that's it. You gotta, you're gonna, you're gonna get Nick Cage disease yeah. and it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. I just want to say he's an American treasure. I want uh, earnestness Horn, Ron, I want to say this, Andrew, I love you. I appreciate you as a human being. I know we get after each other, but I think truly I've told people, I think you're the funniest person on this podcast. It's just, I'm right here. You're incredibly, I know, Adam, I don't give a fuck about you. 
and that's radical honesty right there. And I, wow. I love you. Wow. And I think we get after each other because we both care about each other deeply. And it's our communication styles that do it. But it's not that I don't care. So I well, want you to know that. And I and that's same truthful. to you times two. So I win. But <laughs> let's r- let's run off to San Francisco together, Ben. No, hey, I, okay, so but I want to bring my son with me. I'd don't like do to it. bring. Let's I'll, bring our kids. I'll bring my kid as well, and we don't can ruin it. the trip. Place it for won't kids. be the same. It won't be the same as it was. <laughs> let's squirrel away well, bread and jewelry. I am glad we did this challenge, and it was it was a uh, it was interesting. It yes. was. I still have uh, mixed feelings on the organization of radical honesty, but whatever excuse you need to take an internal look at yourself, I think it's worth it. And final pitch, we call it bodacious truth. Oh, bodacious like truth, oh, yeah. dude. Bodacious <laughs> truth is so rad. I think your feet are fucking disgusting. Dude, if you washed your sheets, you wouldn't get neck zits. Think about it. <laughs> uh, also, a quick disclaimer, any, any... Uh, similarities between Chandmar Quorum and any other organizations on the planet. Absolutely unintentional. And (laughs) this is a parody podcast under license to call anything it wants a cult. So good luck. Good luck. (laughs) I'm going to change it up for you. I think we should cleanse our intellectual palates with some stand-up comedy. What you boys think? What you boys think? I'm ready. Love the new approach, Benny boy. I I do. I'm going to be honest. I do like it. I'm not sure if many of you know we have a live show it's called the Grolix. it's at a place called the bug theater in a wonderful neighborhood called the highlands happens the last saturday of every month you can get your tickets now but get them they've been selling out quick uh the 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 link to do so as always is in the show notes uh, but let's listen to some stand-up comedy from our good friend kate mclaughlin uh, so funny, uh, always radically honest on stage. And when we return the best third act in the biz, there is no better third act. Welcome back, Crystal. Wow, yeah. <laughs> we had a good episode. You missed it. I think you should go back, but I know you won't. Uh, and uh, we'll also, we gotta, we've got more show, plus we're going to tease next episode's challenge. So stay with us. God, I love you guys. I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous, but I like Nicely it. done. Nicely done. Everybody just want to shout out what medication they're on? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Honey, top three. <laughs> the chorus. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm a Wellbutrin Lexapro combo girl myself. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, did you guys know you could wake up not want to die? <laughs> I'm learning a lot on them. Um, I am losing weight, which wasn't the point. Point was literally not to kill myself, but two birds, one stone. Um, I don't own a scale or anything like that, but I do feel way less safe walking by myself at night, so. Yeah. There I go bragging again. My goal weight is when I feel compelled to buy pepper spray, so. Gotta get those reps in. I do have actual benefits from losing weight besides not feeling safe anywhere I go. Uh, My boobs are getting smaller, which is fantastic. I don't like them. I'm five feet tall, 36 double D. Too much boob for a little cape. It's just not... Yeah, like I'm going through great lengths to conceal them right now. If I took my sweater off, I would pop your fucking eye out, okay? (laughs) 
You specifically, have a great night. Plus, no one's on their best behavior. Like, I like to keep them covered because when they're out, age, gender, everyone has the auga energy that comes along with them. I was in a tighter fitting shirt walking down the street and a guy couldn't help but catcall me. I saw it, it, it like just burst out of him. He looked me straight in the eye and said, big titties, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up, I said thank you because he technically apologized and I was really caught off guard. So until I figure out a better response, the sweater stays on. Welcome to the third act of The Grolic Saves the World, the best third act in the game, and a huge hello to all our third actors who are just joining us now, the Fast Forward crew. Always good to have you guys. Uh, I don't know if you got the letter in the mail that I did, but our third act was just named one of Variety's top 10 comics. To oh watch my gosh. Week. Congrats. Wow. That's yes. huge. Wow. Going to the gala in Montreal just for laughs, all of it. So a big congratulations to this, the third, to act. this third act. <laughs> For being wow. named one of Variety's ten comics wow. to watch. Wow, very cool, very cool, outstanding work. That's amazing, y'all. I want to ask honestly: Do we have anybody to thank for this episode? Fuck no. <laughs> Agree. There is no one to thank for this episode. And doesn't no, that we feel did good it ourselves. to not have to? It does feel feel good to not have to say pander, it. We don't have to pretend. To people, yeah. like, uh. like to have to thank them as if they really contributed when we all know it's the three of us that do all the fucking work. The three of you? Yeah, we're doing all the legwork. <laughs> Ron? And, and, and <laughs> There's a crack in the Ron shield. <laughs> ben, put your chewing gum in the Ron shield in that crack. Some of the sounds leaking through. He's poking his tongue through like some kind of pachyderm. All right, I don't like that. Uh, Andrew, do you want yeah, to... it's that time, baby. Yeah, I want to I hear it. I want to hear it with truth behind it give me give me all yeah. the truth do the, do the plug part. song honestly with no irony my personal yes. truth Tell us give it. us the plug song from your heart okay plugs 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 oh, he's got his hand over his heart i got my hand in my heart yes, yes. rmb style yes. for a minute like you thank you for that. I could see where you were going, and your intentions were pure. Oh, thank you. Uh, I loved it. It had a patriotic <laughs> feel to it. We salute. Yeah, yeah. We take salute. Up, take off your hat. Under the plug. <laughs> One nation under plugs. All right, uh, Andrew. Oh, what do you shit. got? Tell us what you got coming up. I got some plugs uh, this weekend in Colorado, in Trinidad. May fifth through seventh is the Chief Comedy Festival. I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be doing stand-up. I'm going to be telling a horrible story from my past. Luckily, I have a treasure trove to <laughs> to delve into, and I'm going to be running my shark attack game Chum for some very funny comedians. So I'm going to have a great time down at that fest. Uh, you should still be able to get tickets. All you got to do is drive down to Trinidad, Colorado. It's what? I don't know, like three hours. Just get down there. Hey, maybe we got some listeners in New Mexico. This is the closest you're going to see Andrew in come a while. Up. Go see Andrew. Yeah, great. come up. Also, if you're in Denver, see me May 21st at the Comedy Works South. I'll be headlining down there. No, so, not easy, into it. Easy. Adam, what's, uh, what do you got? I get got, that you don't want to see Andrew at so Comedy honest. Works. Fest. <laughs> so honest. I get honest. you don't want to see Andrew down there, but May 10th, I'm there. What do I got to do to oh. put your butt in that seat, my man Ben Roy? 
tell you why well, you already got me. You just said May 10th comedy what? works. And I was like, well, and I'll tell you what, Ben, you are not alone be because tickets are moving. And if I don't sell it out, I don't think I'm going to be all right. Oh, bud. Oh, bud. And so that's that like, that is an emotional manipulation but it's also a threat <laughs> that I might. Uh, We're at that just level. Walk, walk <laughs> all around Denver that night. Not even go to sleep. You getting if it? A, doesn't sell out. The preview of some of the original chorus refrain from uh, whoever saying everything's going to be all right. Anyway, May Tenth Comedy Works. Get I, I tried to riff. Boy, that was one, of the, so one of the worst yeah. <laughs> truncated riffs. You had the song? You I had just, the song? I just, honestly, I started the riff and I bailed. No, you know what it was? It's a kid alone in a basement and he does a puzzle and three pieces are missing. But he finishes the puzzle and then he stares at the three missing pieces. Yep, that's it. Uh, I'd like to plug... Uh, spells uh, has a run of shows my band spells uh, we are going to be doing three shows in Colorado along the front range we're going to be playing at Surfside 7 Thursday May 11th in, in Fort Collins uh, Friday the 12th we'll be at Vultures in Colorado Springs and then Saturday the 13th Denver we'll be at the Squire Lounge uh, going back old school so spells taking it over and those shows get packed so come on out be part of the dance party also I think we should hype this because it's tomorrow huge. It, it's crazy if you're listening right? to this the day this comes out Ben is about to hype something happening May tomorrow. May 3rd, Wednesday. Wednesday. It is huge. May 3rd, tomorrow, if you're listening as this comes out. We're, we're <laughs> going to be doing the live podcast. We're doing a live GST dubs. And Ben just said uh, that. Uh, so we're just doubling up information. Do you want to talk about what the challenge is? Let's tell them what we're doing. It's tomorrow. Let's tell them what we're doing. Andrew, you tell them. We are going to do a bit of a... Of an empathy challenge and and just get a, a tiny taste, a tiny little sliver of what it might feel like to experience uh, period cramps with the help of some TENS units that are cranked up. We also have a very special guest. We are bringing in Emma Arnold to guide us through our very first fake period. So it's going to be a good one. And that's a special moment for any boy. Uh. <laughs> It's at Mutiny Information Cafe at 8 p.m. Yes. It's a cool venue. It's free. We're going to pack them in. It is free. This is free, y'all. Come on out. Free, 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 free. Yeah. And also, also while we're plugging, our live show is May 26th featuring Laura Peak. Uh, tickets are, these all have been selling out. So get tickets early. If you want to be at that show, Laura is amazing, and we're excited to have her at the Grolics this month. As always, links are down in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Guys, we got a new review in that is just burning up my phone. My phone's literally getting hot. I had to take it out of my pocket to read this to read okay. this review. It's a five-star. We only read five-star reviews. And the uh, headline is Libtard Tomfoolery by Your Concerned Mother. <laughs> Libtard Tomfoolery by Your... And I'm reading this because I'm confused and uh, kind of intrigued by it. Anyway, when I first listened to this pod, my favorite part was the incredible amount of sexual tension between the hosts. Thank you for noticing. As I listened mm -hmm. further, it became the only reason anyone listens to this show, boy crazy. But now, having listened to every single episode, I realize what my true favorite part was. The thing I enjoy the most about this pod is that it does not matter what sort of libtard tomfoolery occurs or how many times Ben cries, because in the end, Ben always says, play us out, Charlie. 
And that is the type of consistency I wish I could have in other parts of my life. Stay boy crazy, your concerned mother. Oh, wow. That's cool. And right. I, and so mm. <clears throat> right. there's a lot to unpack in that regard. Of course, Lim, Libtard Tomfoolery was the ska band that yes. Ben played in yeah. from and 96 I to 98. I also don't think I cry that much. But I, I like that this listener, the only consistent thing in their life is Ben saying, play us out, Charlie. And it gives an indication and, a, a, as to how thin of a thread a lot of our listeners are hanging on to. And that does make <laughs> exactly. me cry. And so, yeah. Ben, you're ben. welcome, your concerned mother. We're here for you. We will continue to be here for you. And thank you for the strange review, but more more importantly, the five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And 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 everybody, leave reviews like this. Come on, put out, put your best crumpled foot forward. And 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 leave a review. And if you don't already, you can find us everywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, Reddit, 4chan, all Stop. of the big ones. Uh, at Grawlix Comedy, <laughs> as always. Please give us a follow. Also, we have a Patreon page. If you're not familiar, we talk about it a lot. Patreon.com forward slash Grawlix Saves. First of all, big thanks to our supporters, new and old. We love you to death. But if you haven't checked it out, there's all kinds of crap in there. What type of crap? It, there's ad-free episodes kind kind of type, types crap. of crap. crap. That is crap. Oh, ad-free episode. A welcome video from Ben. Not crap. Crap. No. <laughs> Exclusive <laughs> merch. Crap. No. You're not selling it well. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> we are premiering a new thing in Patreon next week, which is we're going to do an act four. And if you mm-hmm. thought our Act 3 had a lot of heat, wait till you hear these Act 4s. We're going to maybe reveal some things that we didn't talk about in the episode, uh, give away a few secrets, but it's just another part of this episode for Patreon only. Act 4s. Wow. Crap. Andrew. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's fun to, it's it fun to fun do it once you start. I get, I get that. <laughs> and you have so little joy in your life, I can see you're having fun, so keep going. Ba- okay. Patreon.com right. forward for slash <laughs> Grolic Saves. Go check it out. And honestly, listen, if you can't join Patreon right now, Crap! <laughs> you can still... Yeah, you're doing it. You can still support <laughs> us by telling a friend about this podcast. That's That's awesome. That's not crap. And uh, so, yes, thank you so much to everybody supports. We love you. Earlier, we were joking around about how there's no one to thank for this episode. There are people to thank people behind the scenes who are just unsung heroes. People like our producer, Radical Travesty, Ron Doyle. Thank you. Ron. Oh, yes. Couldn't do Ron. this without you. Thanks to Mike Henderson for your help recording the live show. I mean, I'm just going to be real with you. That that rules. Thanks, Mike. That just honestly, thank you. Yep. And as always, <laughs> our theme music is provided by the forthright Charlie Continental. Who he is very forthcoming, isn't he? He he's not afraid. He to, is, mm-hmm. and he's the only reason people see spells. Whoa. That was just that was. Rob, tough, I'm sorry. Are we still doing the challenge? Radically honest. <laughs> I had to hear it. I needed to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Try not to cry, you know. Ben's out there as the virus swab, but uh, Chuck's Chuck's doing the real, doing God's work back I'll, there. I'll tell you what, guys. I want to tease this next episode, and I tell you from this episode, boy, the egg was on my face, wasn't it? And uh, I think there's a lot of unnecessary cholesterol in eggs, so maybe that's something we could look at for the next episode's challenge. Oh, hell yeah, cholesterol We're challenge! Free a bunch of Great. chickens from a 
inhumane egg facility. I love That's it. right. <laughs> Play us out, Charlie. I don't know if you screwed that up on purpose or not, but I like it. <laughs>